Welcome to Living Well with Dr. Peg, where psychologist Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark explores a variety of mental health, wellness, and safety topics and shares biblically-based psychological strategies for living well and staying safe. Now, here is your host of Living Well with Dr. Peg, Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark. All right, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the program. I'm your host, Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark, and we are broadcasting from Denver, Colorado. We're here every Thursday from 1 to 2 Mountain on KLZ 560 AM, and you can also stream the show online at drpegradio.com. And while this episode has been pre-recorded, we are actually streaming the recording live on Facebook so it's our Back to the Future episode, I'm calling it. We're live on Facebook, but pre-recorded on the radio. Be sure to like my Dr. Peg page on Facebook to get notified of whenever we're simultaneously live on the radio and live on Facebook. Well, so a few weeks ago, I went to a fabulous graduation party of the woman who's my guest on the show today. But I've actually known her since the 90s i think i would have to think back to the exact year because um my guest is actually my ex-husband's first cousin Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. and that tells you what a small town denver is right but even if she weren't family i'm sure i would have eventually heard about her and become her friend and an admirer because of the things she's doing here for the citizens of denver and she's a nurse and now an administrator at Denver Health, mm-hmm. which is Denver's primary safety net hospital that's been treating and healing the people of Denver for more than 150 yes. years, regardless of their ability to pay. Mm-hmm. So at uh, Felicia's graduation party, I'm talking with Felicia Boyd, she c- was celebrating the attainment of her master's degree. And at the party, I learned some things about her that I never knew before, but that really <laughs> inspired me and motivated me to make sure I'm doing everything that I can to be walking in my purpose. Mm. And so I will introduce Felicia Boyd to you in just a moment. Uh, but first, Living Well with Dr. Peg is brought to you by our sponsor, SSI Guardian, who set the new standard in advanced safety education training. And everyone needs evidence-based best practices and existing solutions proven to make schools and workplaces safer. And with SSI Guardian, you're getting the right training, the right equipment, and correct action plans. Contact them today at SSIGuardian.com and tell them Dr. Pegg sent you. Well, my guest today has experienced the ups and downs of life, Mm -hmm. as we all have, but has come through, I think, better than ever. (laughs) And uh, going from a teen mom to a successful professional in the field of nursing. Mm -hmm. My guest today is Felicia Boyd, and Felicia Boyd is currently the Associate Director of Nursing Ambulatory Care Services, Primary Care, at Denver Health, where she's worked for over 25 years. And her experience includes medical, surgical, Mm -hmm. perioperative services, critical care and ambulatory care services. And she's here today to tell us how she overcame some of life's greatest challenges and inspire you to set your mind on something and make it happen. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Felicia Boyd, thanks so much for being actually back on the program. Welcome back. You've been on a couple times over the years. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad to be here with you again. And I always say that we're cousins. We are. We are. (laughs) Cousins cousins. and friends and sisters. And so (laughs) I I love all of my relatives uh, from that 
from that previous marriage, but you're one of my favorites. <laughs> I, I would say my favorite, but I don't want anybody else to don't be upset. Get okay. Like you tell your children, you're yeah. their favorite, right? <laughs> They're your favorite, but you, yeah, you are. Don't okay, I'll take that. <laughs> and I love all my, my family members. Um, so you've been on the show before, most recently, I think, talking about loss and grieving yes. following the passing of your mom. And even before that, I had almost forgotten until I went back on my website to kind of review when what you had talked about before. You actually ran in a marathon. It was a marathon relay mm -hmm, team. You mm -hmm. were part of the relay team and trained from scratch yes. <laughs> to run a marathon yes. as part of a relay team. And so you know a little something about hard work and perseverance, yes. don't you? <laughs> yes. You know what's so interesting, though, is, is as you're doing these things and you're, you're meeting these milestones in life, you never think to to like wow yeah I did do that I mean as you're doing them you're just doing them you're just because they're life. on a bucket list yeah. or something your girlfriends get you involved in and so as I go I'm like yeah I did run a half marathon what in the world was I thinking I wouldn't do it again um, but all of those things in life I think prepare you for just even future endeavors as you do them and each time you get stronger mm -hmm. and learn who you are absolutely I actually um, competed in eight triathlons yes sprint triathlons half mile swim um 12 mile bike ride and a oh. 5k uh -huh. a after all that you still had to run a 5k mm. <laughs> and so i got it in my head i was going to do 10 before i turned 50 and i got to number eight uh. <laughs> and i had had planned that I was going to do two in my 50th year. So I would have completed the 10 uh -huh. a month or two after I turned 50. And that was my plan. And then we went to a wedding okay. on the day I was scheduled to do triathlon number nine. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? I, there's no way I'm going to drag this out another year to get that 10th. Who, who who set this goal except me? Yep. Nobody's making me do it. Yes. So yeah. I know what you're talking about. Like, what what was I thinking? I but did I, it in the moment, but yeah, I don't, don't think I'd do that again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't plan it that way. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> well, um, listeners may also um, recognize your voice, not only from having been a guest, guest on my show before, mm -hmm. but you've been part of a Crawford Broadcasting um, program, My Girlfriend's Living Room, yes. hosted by Sparkle Robinson, yes. who, who's a, a friend of the station and, and uh, used to have a show here. Yeah. Uh, so talk about what, what was that about? Well, that was interesting. I think that was after my journey, um, as we began to talk about love and loss. And um, so she had invited me on for one, one program. And I said, OK, I'll come. But gosh, I'm not quite sure. Am I healed? Am I ready to talk about this yet? And, and the Lord really released me and said, yes, go and share your testimony. And so I got on the program with them and we talked about um, the fact that within six weeks, I was recognized that I was going through a divorce mm -hmm. and then my mom passing suddenly. Mm -hmm. And so um, that program was really to just share how God really does hold our hand through difficult times. And then after that, I just kind of got in with the ladies that were part of the program and yeah. they welcomed me in and I said, oh, hey, this is an opportunity to minister to women in the community on different things. Mm -hmm. And so all each one of us bring an asset. Yes. There are some marrieds. There are a couple of us singles. And, and so we uh, begin to mesh and do some community work as well. Mm -hmm. So that's been a really neat adventure. Yeah. So my girlfriend's living room, not just a radio program, but yeah. really a ministry, a Absolutely. panel, a panel of women, for lack of a better word, panel, um, who go out and share from your heart. Yes. And very transparently, yes. I think, is part of the power. Yes. Uh, we overcome by the word of the Lamb and the blood of his testimony, Absolutely. of our testimony. And so that transparent vulnerable testimony yeah. that each of you shares, that each of you has, yeah. I think is really um, what makes all the difference. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And we're going to be talking about some of that today. Oh, good. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 
And so uh, talk about where you are uh, in your life in general right now, and then we'll kind of backtrack uh, to, to talk about some of the things I learned about you at your yeah. graduation party. <laughs> and uh, we had a lot of fun oh, at we that did. party. <laughs> we danced uh, a lot. All night. And laughed and, and connected with folks a lot. But uh, you did just graduate yeah. with your master's degree, and, and you work at Denver Health. So talk yeah. about what life is like for you right now. Yeah, life is settling down now. Um, as I was thinking about completing my master's, I actually completed the degree in um, February, mm -hmm. and I didn't have the party until June because the ceremony, the actual walking ceremony wasn't until June. Okay, so, and I'm glad you decided to walk yeah. because sometimes people, especially when they graduate early in yes. the winter, they just say, oh, I graduate, but you know what? You wear that hat. You take that <laughs> diploma on the stage Peggy, in front of everyone. I can't even tell you. I was not going to walk because what I'd like to share about the testimony of the role that I'm in now, in my career, each time that I've gotten a promotion, and this is what I want to say to people, when God, and I'm not being cliche-ish, but when God pulls you to the front of the line for something and it's for you, it is for you. Mm -hmm. The testimony is that when I became in this role in Associate Director of Nursing, I actually tried to talk them out of it. <laughs> and uh, they approached me to apply for the position, and I kept saying, I don't know. That's favor right there, right? Favor of the Lord. Mm -hmm. I picked, hand-picked mm -hmm. out of the clinics, 12 mm -hmm. clinics wow. in our in our system. Uh, they hand-picked me to, to apply and said, you, sh you really should apply for this position. And I said, ah, you know, I'm good. I'm, I'm here at Eastside. I love this community. I love the staff here. I'm finally settling in and learning my job. I'm good. Mm -hmm. And God said, I need you to come and get uncomfortable with me again. Mm -hmm. And I said, oh, Lord, I thought... I'm How good. I'm with that. I'm ready to retire here, Lord. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so when I was able to talk with him, I said, well, you do know I don't have this position requires a master's. I don't have a master's. You do know that. And I said, yeah, we know that. And we, we want you to still apply and we'll give you time. And so that meant me starting a job brand new and then starting school at the same time. Don't wow. Here we go again. Yeah. You say, what was I thinking <laughs> <laughs> to start a brand new role mm -hmm. and to go back to school? But God Any graced me. Any one of those alone would be tough enough. Is enough. Mm -hmm. um, and so, but God graced me to finish the program within less than two years, and mm -hmm. just under two years. I actually kind of doubled up on a couple of classes painfully, still traveled, still lived life. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but I would take my laptop because I love to travel. So I was like, I'm not going to let that stop me while I'm in school. Mm -hmm. I'd take my laptop with me and write papers and answer posts and do what I need to do on my travel. So that is really where I'm at now really just kind of resting in the Lord mm -hmm. and waiting for his next assignment um, and at the same time still gleaning and taking in all that he's done mm -hmm. <laughs> up to this point so wow yeah. yeah so a lot of good nuggets there and that's really what I want to focus on with our interview today and you know sometimes I have folks on who may be famous and wrote a book or whatever yeah. and um, you're you're a woman out professional woman out there living your life and going through some you know wonderful accomplishments uh, but you're an ordinary person yes. for the most part and really why I wanted to feature you and highlight you on today's program is because we're we're all you really mm. we all go through things and we all have gifts and talents and abilities mm -hmm. and um, we can either push through challenges that we face in life uh, and achieve our goals and be where we're supposed to be or we can crumble and mm -hmm. so uh, that's why I wanted to highlight you today because in reality you are a celebrity you, oh. know, you, you are you are someone amazing you're ordinary and yet amazing and oh. I want everyone to be able to see themselves that way oh. by identifying with your with your story yeah. so talk a little bit about um, your background and how you grew up because I, I introduced you by saying yes you're a nurse and you yeah. just got your master's and you're a teen mom and yes. I'm sure you're familiar with that label yeah probably that was put on you mm. most of your life from mm -hmm. the age of 15 mm -hmm. uh, 
probably until today and it's it's part of a badge of honor today Mm -hmm. but i'm sure at the time teen mom was not necessarily a compliment so talk about how you grew up uh and what life was like before Mm -hmm. you found out you were pregnant with your son that's good um so in giving honor to both of my parents my mom being deceased and and my father still living and and us growing in our relationship um my life was very unstable Mm -hmm. as a young woman a young girl uh, back in the day um i actually lived between both parents and and uh remember going between homes mm-hmm. and shifting even between family members. So when mm-hmm. my parents weren't able, somebody else would step in and help uh, help me in my journey. And so that's where I, now when I look back and I think about how God really sends people along the way at the time that you need mm-hmm. them. Um, it, so life, I could say, is, was very unstable. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that when I became pregnant, and this is the, the other testimony that I didn't really share at the party that night, but there were eight months that I did not have prenatal care. Oh, boy. uh, Because I didn't know who to tell. Uh, I was very uh, shamed. Mm. Um, I was in high school. It was a boyfriend that I thought was, you know, fine. And and, uh, (laughs) and so um, when I wound up pregnant, I denied it for eight months until Mm. a family member said, hey, I need to talk to you. Wow. And uh, when she finally uh, helped me, and I would say, help me tell the story, Mm. because she just called me on it and said hey are you pregnant mm. and i said oh my god you found somebody finally figured me out okay so you you you're going about your business and you know having your boy having this boyfriend did you miss a period and ha- back then did they i'm mean, not to date you or age you but did they have the drugstore pregnancy tests they did and i was just in denial okay so um, you didn't even go confirm it uh, with the Mm-mm. doctor or anything i would feel him moving oh, and everything wow. mm-hmm. uh, and would not just say nope nope it's not true it's mm. not true and in my 15 year old mind and and i've shared the story with my son in my 15 year old mind i thought that i could literally go and have him and come back and act like nothing happened mm. and so what the lord then began to have to deal with was the spirit of rejection mm. that i now had placed on my son at that time and i didn't know because it just again in my mind just go and do this and get away from it and then come back home like nothing happened because nobody's going to find you then out. you would have given him up for adoption. I, well, you know, I didn't even know what that looked really like. I just thought through. have him at the hospital, leave him there, and come mm-hmm. on back. I mean, literally, that's mm-hmm. what my 15-year-old mind thought. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as I began to work through the process and family members found out, uh, my dad stepped in, and he really then called me to accountability. Mm-hmm. And he said, Felicia, he said, you know, I'm not upset with you, because he was the worst person that I would hate to disappoint. Like, my dad, mm-hmm. if I disappointed anybody, was like, oh, my God, he's heartbroken. Um, but when he called me to accountability and said, you know what, you did this, and, and I distinctly remember him saying to me you made your bed and now you need to lay in it Mm. um and i was like okay well what am i going to do and so um that is the place then where i begin to say okay felicia you know that you want to be a nurse i always knew i wanted to be a teacher or a nurse and i'm both today (laughs) by the grace of god and so um i said what are you going to do you've got to finish school and then god sent a village of people to surround me and really help me, as I shared that night, finish 10th grade. Mm, 10th grade, <laughs> 15. <laughs> I had two weeks mm-hmm. before my finals. Um, I actually had him out May 18th, and school was out June, first week of June or so. And uh, a family friend who was a uh, daycare a babysitter at the time uh, said, I'm going to take him for you so you can finish high school. Wow. <laughs> and I just was like, oh, my God, Lord. And I, of course, back then didn't know, but now reflecting on all of those things. And so for those of you who live in the Denver metropolitan area, if you can imagine walking or coming from school on the east side of town by the city park area 
and catching the bus out to the Montbello area at daily, mm. uh, Monday through Friday, um, and then having to go to work after that. So I had a pretty tight schedule, and my life didn't look like the rest of my friends. Mm -hmm. It was different, but yet the same. And so I tried to relate as best I could, finishing going to prom, Ugh. all of those yeah, things. Yeah. With, with the guy that you thought was fine. <laughs> not, not him. Not we him. Were <laughs> <laughs> On to the next okay. one at that age. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and so, um, but I just pressed my way. It was like failure was not an option. It was not an option to not do because now I was responsible for somebody mm -hmm. else. And so did, did you come upon that conclusion yourself or was that part of what your dad was saying that failure is not an option? These are the choices you've made. We're going to dust ourselves up, get up and keep it moving. Yeah. How did you come to that? It was a little bit of both. I would say that having people surround me and not make me feel like I had, you know, done the worst thing or that I could not overcome. So people coming and surrounding me and saying, you're going to do this. You're mm -hmm. going to finish school mm -hmm. you're gonna but then there was this internal drive to to say well gosh you you've got to now like you you cannot do anything less at this point so I finished uh, 10th grade and went on to finish high school and then went you know I gave myself about six months and then started into my prerequisites and so my and Kathy who um, is my dad's younger sister is a nurse as well and so she really inspired me mm -hmm. to go for the dream and so I'll never forget her uh, just mo watching her model it and seeing just how good of a nurse she was. I'm like, well, if she can do that, I can too. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I didn't give myself a break. I started school six months later after high school and went for it. Wow. And there's so many young people who don't even finish high school, don't even make it into higher education, who have far fewer obstacles to overcome. Yeah. So really quite amazing that you had the family support uh, the village community yeah. support and then people speaking over you mm -hmm. that you can do this yeah. and you internalizing that you saying that for yourself absolutely well I'm speaking with Felicia Boyd and she started out as a teen mom and now she is a top administrator at Denver Health we'll hear her inspiring story when we return stay with us Threats at our schools and workplace continue at an alarming rate and require an innovative approach to overall institutional safety. A 21st century safe school needs the right training, the right equipment, and the correct action plan to achieve a future-ready, safe learning environment. SSI Guardian's comprehensive, evidence-based solutions and Tier 1 Security Consulting is the only active shooter training in America with an accredited CEU. Don't trust your safety to just anyone. SSI Guardian is the only choice. Visit us at SSIGuardian.com. What if a psychologist with years of experience wrote a book revealing secrets that therapists know but usually don't share? And what if that book provided effective strategies for experiencing lasting change? That's exactly what you get with Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark's book, Do Something Different for a Change, an insider's guide to what your therapist knows but may not tell you. Celebrating 10 years in print, this self-help classic shares critical insights to help you understand and overcome the three common barriers to change, heal your emotional pain and emptiness, and strengthen your connection to your true self and others. In the easy-to-understand, down-to-earth style she's known for, Dr. Pegg clearly communicates fundamental principles and strategies for change and personal transformation. Read Do Something Different for a Change today and have a better tomorrow. Go to drpegradio.com slash books to purchase your copy today. 
Studies show that safety greatly impacts student learning and a teacher's ability to do what they do best. Be it broken furniture, a leaking roof, or more serious threat of violence, the 21st Century Safe School by School Specialty addresses school safety from the emotional, social, and physical perspective. Don't wait another moment. Call 877-878-5800 or visit SSIGuardian.com. All right, welcome back, everyone. This is Living Well with Dr. Peg, and I'm Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark, and uh, we're in the second half of the year. Have you accomplished the goals you had in mind for this year? Do you want to get unstuck and establish new habits that will keep you on track? If you're finally ready to make those changes you've been meaning to make this year and really all of your life, contact me today to learn more about results coaching that uses a unique approach to coaching that's based on the latest psychological research and behavior change strategies. All coaching is done by telephone, making it easy and efficient to experience lasting change in your life. Just go to drpegradio.com to schedule a complimentary session to learn how results coaching can help you get back on track. Well, my guest today is Felicia Boyd, and she has been a nurse and administrator at Denver Health for over a quarter of a century. <laughs> and in that time, she's faced many challenges in her life mm -hmm. and overcome them. And we are pre-recording this episode, or have pre-recorded it, you're listening to the recording, and we're streaming live on Facebook as we record the show. And so if you'd like to uh, be notified of when we go live on Facebook, make sure that you like my Dr. Peg page on Facebook, and you can always listen on drpegradio.com as well as KLZ 560 AM. So Felicia Boyd, thanks so much for being Absolutely. with me again today, been on a few times. So we're talking about how you were in denial mm -hmm. about being pregnant with your son, Sean, yes. who's an amazing young man and uh, about six foot six, maybe yeah. <laughs> something like that. Uh, just enjoyed uh, seeing him at your graduation party, which yeah. we were talking about at the start of the show. And so Sean was just a twinkle in your eye at age 15. Mm -hmm. And um, all these years later, he's he's a grown man in his own right. Yeah. Uh, but your life was going along like any teenager when you discovered you were pregnant and in denial about it. Yeah. And um got some great support mm -hmm. from f from family and your your community uh, to help you to graduate high school yeah. <laughs> yeah. and um, while working a job riding the bus you know how, how long would that take you about an hour to at least to yeah. get across town yeah. and then once I got to Montbello I'd have to walk to school mm. so the babysitter lived toward the back of Montbello oh. and then walking to school every day yeah. so yeah it was cold some mornings yes um. <laughs> yes and so the kids today who insist on being driven to school and, <laughs> and ubered want, and, and, and mm -hmm. ubered and then so you you know it's like I walked up 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 and up uphill and down uphill both ways in the cold was probably really true yes, for you with right? a child and, and diaper bag oh and yeah, yeah yeah and the whole wow. nine and so how did your friends receive you your peers and so you kept it a secret or maybe they noticed too just like your family member yeah. noticed uh, how did they receive you that's a good question um those that were around me or my close friends received it well they actually helped and kind of kept my life on some normalcy because when we went to go hang out guess what i had my son 
And so, so when we go hang out at City Park or do what we were going to do, I mean, no craziness, but those things, he would be with us. Mm -hmm. And so, um, but, but I would say there was a portion of them also that didn't believe uh, and didn't believe that uh, the person that was his father was his father. Mm. So that was hard sometimes because you're walking the hallways and you're pregnant at 10 and, you know, 15 and um, people looking at you and shunning you to mm -hmm. some degree, but you know, you, you, you got to overlook those things mm -hmm. to get where you're trying to go. Yeah. And so as I look back on that, it, it never really fazed me. Those who were, were around me, mm -hmm. they, they totally received us. And that's what people say is when you experience a challenge like this, you discover who your real friends are. Yep. And everybody's heard that before. <laughs> and there's some it's truth true. to that. Yeah. It's very true. Now, I heard a speech uh, last week by a young woman named Danielle Schutz. I call her young. Uh -huh. She's 32. Uh -huh. That's young to me, right? <laughs> <laughs> and she's a top executive with a Fortune 50 company. And she said that your self-talk is the GPS of your life. Wow. It will either, it will get you where you're going or keep you right where you are. That's good. And so, again, one of the reasons I wanted you on the show is not only to inspire people mm -hmm. with how you, you know, went from being a teen mom, mm -hmm. which, you know, does have that connotation, mm -hmm. that stigma to it, to a very successful professional and administrator in the nursing uh, profession. Yeah. And so I really want to get inside your head a little bit and your heart um, in terms of specific self-talk. So we kind of mm -hmm. left off of, you know, you were receiving the messages from folks that you could do this and, and you were telling yourself that as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No, that's a, a good, uh, gosh, good point. I think that uh, in... Uh, gosh, I will say not up till recently even, there was a, still a place of shame. Mm. And even today, there's a challenge sometimes, if I be transparent, uh, where I'll be sitting in a meeting with folks and, uh, you know, folks are talking about their kids and I'm talking about grandkids at this mm -hmm. point. Now, thank God my son uh, broke the cycle and, and he was in his early 20s with his son. But here I, folks always say, so here's, here's what you get. Oh, well, you have um, kids. Yes, I have grown kids. How old? Oh, he's 32. You 32? <laughs> you don't look old enough that, right? And so it takes right. you right back yes. to that place where now I'm and able she, to say. listeners who are on the radio, she doesn't look old enough. <laughs> to have a 32-year-old, not even starting at 15, you don't look old enough. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> um, to the point now when I'm out with my grandson or my granddaughter, uh, folks will say, is that your son? Mm. And I'm like, no, this is my gra grandson. You don't look old. Mm -hmm. So you, you're con you it's a constant, constant reminder. It is. Mm -hmm. Although now, because of the healing that has taken place, I take that as a, it's still... Now it's an honor hmm. and now it's a place where, okay, Lord, you brought me to this far and now I can pour into these, my grandkids as a legacy is no longer a place of shame, but for a long time, it was a place of shame because, and guilt because here I'm raising a son while I'm being raised. Mm. And so there were places, even now my son and I will, will talk and he will say, well, mom, you did the best you could. And, and, or he'll say, you know, you were raising me while you were being raised. Mm. And so we just have sometimes have that candid talk well, about. that's beautiful. That yeah. Yeah. And, and the blessing there too, is you were still being raised because yes. there may be people listening. And, and my hope is even young people perhaps in the same situation or on the verge of a similar situation. And they're not being raised. They have 
have been abandoned. Yes. They have been ostracized yes. and rejected and, and pushed out. Yes. Uh, but you had you were blessed that you were at least still being raised. Still being raised. Mm-hmm. And even though my parents had their own challenges, I still, again, had people around me who helped guide me mm-hmm. uh, to, to... I had my first car and apartment when I was 19. Wow. Um, so I recognized that, you know, at that point I was staying with my grandmother and, and uh, I recognized that I was too old for her house. And here... Mm-hmm. But you see, the challenge was... Here I was, a 16, 17-year-old. I have a child now that I'm responsible for, but somebody else is still telling me about rules. Mm -hmm. And so those two worlds colliding constantly and trying to figure out what the balance was. I'm I'm a mother, so but but I'm still not. I'm still needing. Not totally independent. Still not totally independent. So that was always Mm -hmm. a battle in my mind. And so I think when I uh, turned 19, I said, you know what, I got to get out of here. My I've been raised, and I need to go and explore the world on my own. And so got my own car but this is all through the help of the Lord and I Mm -hmm. want to stress that now that I look back on it it was all the Lord's doing it Mm -hmm. was nothing that I did and so getting my own apartment getting my own car and still continuing school continuing to work continue but still having that village of people um i remember i worked in a nursing home i started as a certified nursing assistant well and well and we'll finish that but then i want to back up of how you got there you're kind of you're kind of saying yeah the support of folks (laughs) and the lord but i want to know how did you get from (laughs) high school graduation yeah to now you're working in a nursing home wow tell me tell me what you wanted to say about that well let me i'll go back so from working from in high school to now working in a nursing home uh because my aunt uh, was Mm a nurse she then had those connections for me and so she began to hook me up with other nurses i remember a dear nurse that worked at denver health her name was veda swanson she was an lpn at at, uh, at park hill health center which is one of the clinics i'm now over. Um, and so when I look back at, at what God has done, but she walked help, walked me through getting my papers for school and getting financial aid and those things that I really didn't have any knowledge about, but knew that I needed to, to get to where I was going. Mm-hmm. So I started, you know, uh, got into a nursing home and, and um, was working and going to school, started as a nurse, certified nursing assistant. But those people helped me uh, uh, pave the way and helped me really get to the things I didn't know how to do still mm-hmm. again. And that's so critically important for anyone, even even there are high school students not in your situation where in, unless someone t- even tells them college is an, an option, option or even a, um, a trade, you know, go get certified, yes. go to the community college, learn how to do this trade. Yes. And here's the process. Here's financial aid. Unless someone tells you that you you wouldn't know. You don't even know how to do it. Yeah. And so that's why I say, you know, uh, folks came alongside and mm-hmm. just kind of ushered me into different phases. Um, but I was working on the weekends so I worked 16 hour shifts on the weekends because I was going to school Monday through Friday so we worked what we call Baylor shifts and that means you work 32 hours so six in the morning till 10 at night Mm. Saturday and Sunday but you got paid for 40 hours a week Mm. but that meant I didn't see my son Mm. because here I am going to school during the week and then working on the weekend so when I say my life was not uh, (laughs) and this is high high school or college this is college College. at this point yeah Mm -hmm. Um, so taking prerequisites and now and then starting in the nursing school six months later um, was the place where now I had I know I have to leave him because I've got to go and make a better life now you talk about choices and decisions that have to be made Mm -hmm. but it was still what was necessary Mm-hmm. And so, but that came at a price for some things. Right, right. And that, that's really everything. Yeah. Change, yeah. change is hard. It's scary. It comes at a cost. Yeah. And trying to um, carve out a better life for yourself and your son. Absolutely. Um, with the help of everyone and the Lord yeah. and a lot of sacrifice. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'm speaking with Felicia Boyd, and we're talking about overcoming life's challenges and what it really takes 
to uh, get through those adversities and um, still thrive and still walk in your purpose. Mm -hmm. And so our, our show is pre-recorded today, so we're not able to take your calls, but we'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to leave a message on Facebook, just go to doc my Dr. Peg page on Facebook and leave us a message. And we're, we're hoping that uh, this interview is going to inspire you mm -hmm. to really press through those challenges and be walking in your purpose and your destiny. Mm -hmm. Now, um, you talked a little bit already about um, what inspired you to become a nurse, but in terms of the path to nursing, um, you went to uh, nursing school, you did prerequisites, nursing school, and talk about your first quote-unquote real nursing job. Oh, wow. And was that at Denver Health? Um, if I walk through my path, yes. So my first nursing job was May 5th, 1992, mm -hmm. as a registered nurse after taking my boards um, mm -hmm. at on the seventh floor at Denver Health. Okay. Uh, you talk about scared. <laughs> <laughs> um, because the book knowledge doesn't prepare you for actually taking care of a patient. Because mm -hmm. uh, now you got to take care of patients. Mm, real and people. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, that was really my first job. Um, and it was exciting. I, and again, now gave me some more um, financial, fiscal yes, sure, sure. places where I could now take care of him mm -hmm. um, and be financially responsible and not have to depend on the system. That's the mm -hmm. other thing is I want to inspire people I, and, and go back. I mean, there were I was dependent. Welfare. Mm -hmm. You talk about food stamps. You talk mm -hmm. about Section 8. Those mm -hmm. were all things mm -hmm. that I endured. And, but I always knew it was a stepping stone. Right. And that and that really is how those programs are intended. Absolutely. Right? Is to g give you a leg up, give you a hand up and um, help you move Absolutely. forward. Mm -hmm. So I never I never knew they were a place to rest myself mm -hmm. or stay there. It was always like, okay, I'm going to be here for a minute, mm -hmm. but I'm going on. What's mm -hmm. the next thing? Because, you know, reporting somebody your income every month and mm -hmm. you can only make this. <laughs> I'm like, this is not for me. Yes. <laughs> I've got goals. <laughs> goal. yes. And I don't want to be filling out a form every month mm -hmm. to tell you how much I make mm -hmm. um, so that you can tell me yes or no that I'm going to get right. $129. But, Peggy, what I want to say is that that was so pivotal in um, – and even in the housing, when I talk about getting my own, uh, my first apartment, and it was with Section 8, I would have never been able to afford that mm -hmm. on my own. Mm -hmm. But it was a place that, that, again, afforded me and allowed me to stay focused right. on the goals while, you know, while I moved through right. that. Right. And I want to backtrack a little bit because you talked about at your graduation party how you came full circle to work for Denver Health yeah. and later in um, the Eastside Clinic yeah. when that's where the teen mom program was yes. that you were in. So when you were still in high school, yes. you were in a teen mom program. Yes. At the very hospital at the very clinic yeah. where you ended up working as a professional yes um so uh there it was called teen teen aware a uh, program it was called tap aware so teen awareness program and uh we would after school they would come and pick us up and take us down to Eastside. that's where it was housed and it was a community program to teach moms life skills mm -hmm. and literally down to how to change a diaper yeah uh, well, I, you know what? I have <laughs> twins, and my twins are 23, and I never changed a diaper in my whole life. Before. <laughs> prior to giving birth to my twins and it was terrifying you know what i mean and so here you got a 15 year old right who now needs to learn how to feed a baby right. was scheduled to feed them on how to change a diaper how to put them in a car seat and so those were and to be around other teen moms mm -hmm. so it gave me some level of normalcy right and um, maybe it helped deal with that stigma and the shame ex we're feeling. exactly because some of us were we were all the same so mm -hmm. no judgment here um how's your baby doing yes. or and then if there were other moms that had babies we would go and see them mm. and so that gave me some semblance of normalcy and then it also provided a way for me to purchase things for him so if you went a certain amount of days you got a certain amount of points mm -hmm. and then you could go to the the baby store and buy different clothes mm -hmm. or pacifiers or bottles and things so 
but those again, when I, as I look back and think about just the opportunities and things that tools that mm -hmm. were given to me along the way, it was yet another another place that right. God provided. And so <laughs> another message would be also is. Um, you know, the grace of God and the people around you that helped you and supported you, uh, but to some degree taking some initiative on your own yes. to find out what's out there. I may not have the answer, but I'm going to go find out yes. and I'm going to get the help that I need. And to, and do it. And actually, and actually do something through. with it. Mm -hmm. Apply that information. Mm -hmm. And so that clinic is the very place then where I wound up managing and leading mm -hmm. uh, in the adult medicine clinic. Mm -hmm. So I just thought it was yeah, profound. That is awesome. <laughs> really awesome. Well, let's talk a little bit about um, your professional life yeah. in, in the last quarter century, a yeah. couple of decades here. Uh, it's not common for someone to stay with the same organization for anymore. 25 plus years. Um, what are some of the positives that you experience Experienced um, in your own personal and professional growth uh, throughout your career in, at one organization. At one, wow! What's been the beauty is that I've been able to to work in different departments because, mm -hmm. like you're saying, folks don't stay long. Yes, and people change careers. And Denver Health is so vast. There's lots of different you places can get to into, really fit in where get in where you fit in. Absolutely. So when I was tired of doing this type of nursing, I'm like, okay, where else can I go now? <laughs> but what I find profound is that I started inpatient and got to see the patients got to see the community from a hospital-based mm. um, standpoint to now moving out into the community into community health which is another my passion my real passion moving out and seeing them out in the community and how to, how to serve them yes. so serving them from hospital acute care mm -hmm. to now being in meeting them in the community and that's where what you're at. doing currently absolutely mm -hmm. and so you have the opportunity to be an influence and make a difference to someone who could even be in a situation like you were in at age 15 yes. being out, out there in the community community. Yes, because we have a teen uh, teen mom program or teen clinic upstairs oh. at Eastside. Mm -hmm. So there's a clinic that just sees teen parents. And so I didn't work in that clinic direct, that particular clinic directly, but still we would get different type of referrals or different things that I knew about the program that I could refer others to. So right. it just has been a network and a yeah, just has worked all out. I, mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and to be able to work with people for so many years, I'm sure people come and go, yeah. but over, over time you're with a team that you connect with. I'm sure there's some pros and cons that they know you really well and they know you. <laughs> and they know you really well. Too well. <laughs> right, but there's got to be some great camaraderie yeah. and relationships that you've built over the decades. Absolutely. Yeah, all right. Well, outstanding. I'm speaking with Felicia Boyd and she is a uh, top administrator uh, and nurse with Denver Health here in Denver, Colorado. And we're talking about overcoming life's challenges and how we can still thrive and walk in our purpose and make a difference and be a, um, a light to other people in our lives and in our community. And so just as she has received help um, as she was uh, in a challenging situation, I want to remind everybody there are people all around you in challenging situations and can you be uh, that person in their life that those folks were for Felicia Boyd. Well, we'll learn more about her journey when we return. This is Living Well with Dr. Peg, and I'm Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark. Stay with us. We'll be back. Schools are increasingly adopting 21st century learning strategies. However, safety largely remains absent from the conversation and fragmented efforts continue allowing for security gaps. Studies show effective learning can only exist when students and teachers feel safe. As the industry leader providing innovative educational solutions for more than 58 years, School Specialty has created the 21st Century Safe School, which aligns next generation learning best practices with proven safety solutions focused on the mental, physical, and emotional well-being 
well-being of every student, teacher, and school employee. From early childhood solutions to advanced training for teachers and administrators, the 21st Century Safe School is the most complete and comprehensive approach available to schools and universities. As a parent, you have every right to demand that your child is afforded the safest environment. Take action today by calling us at 877-878-5800 and learn more about this innovative approach at SSIGuardian.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark. Do you ever make changes, but after a few days, weeks, or even months, you slip back into your old behaviors and patterns? If you want something different, you've got to do something different. Yet most people won't do what's required to experience the lasting change they say they want. Why? Because change is hard, it's scary, and it comes at a cost. If you're ready for change, join me for a one-day, do-something-different-for-a-change personal transformation retreat. In this intensive yet intimate retreat, you'll learn fundamental principles and strategies for lasting change and transformation and craft a customized plan that you can put into action right away. Contact me today to schedule your own private VIP, do something different for a change, personal transformation retreat. Go to drpegradio.com retreat. All right, welcome back, everyone. I'm your host, Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark, and thanks for tuning in to Living Well with Dr. Peg. I'm having a good time with my friend, my cousin, <laughs> Felicia Boyd. And if um, listeners want to connect with you, Felicia, are you on Facebook? I am under Felicia Boyd. Okay, yes. great. So we'll just uh, have them do that and yeah. reach out to you that way. And um, I'll, uh, I'll uh, have a link back to Felicia's Facebook page on my website, as well as the recording of this episode. We are pre-recording. This is a pre-recorded uh, interview that you're listening to on KLZ 560 AM. And we pre-recorded it while we were doing Facebook Live. So this is kind of cool. I'm speaking to you from the past into the future. <laughs> Love it. And so just go to drpegradio.com to connect with Felicia through my website or to share this episode with a friend or listen to past episodes. Our, our mission here is to um, inform and inspire folks to live well and stay safe. So, Felicia, we've been talking about how you started out um, in, in kind of an unstable family mm -hmm. environment. Um, you were pregnant at age 15 mm -hmm. in the 10th grade, but somehow were still able to finish high school yes. and um, raise your son, rode the bus <laughs> more than an hour, walked <laughs> uphill both ways yeah. in the snow. <laughs> <laughs> and then this is Denver, so sometimes you, I think it used to snow more back then it's than cold. it even does today, <laughs> these days. Uh, and so you persevered, really is, a, is a, a message here, persevered through adversity, had a lot of support, yeah. a lot of family support, community support. Um, program support, even government assistance. Absolutely. And you use that as a stepping stone, um, pursued your education, your lifelong dream of becoming a nurse. Yeah. And not only did you become a nurse, but you really uh, were pulled from uh, from the masses and brought to the front of the line. Yes. Had favor. Yes. And um, were promoted yeah. even before you had your degrees. Yes. Uh, your bachelor's and your yeah. uh, master's, master's degree. They actually started out with my associates. So okay. that was my first degree. Wow. And, and, and <laughs> every 10 years I was back in school. All right. And I got to ask, which, which community <laughs> college did you go to? Uh, the, uh, community college. 
College Denver. Okay. Oh, I see. I'm, I'm loyal to Community <laughs> College of Aurora. I worked there yes. for years, but CCD is good too. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and I worked on Auraria campus. Oh, there so, you okay, go. Got, we got that connection, but um, yeah. So that's where I took my prerequisites and got my first degree. Awesome. And then I wound up going back to school in 2006 to Metro yeah, and getting yeah. my bachelor's. Awesome. And then here again, 10 years later, coming back to school and get my master's. And I'm done. And master's from where? Master's from CSU Global. Okay. So it was an online program, oh, cool. which was excellent for my work yes, environment. Absolutely. And so it made it easy. Um, again, at this level, I didn't need to be sitting in a classroom. Yeah, that's great. And, I, you know, I've spent a good portion of my um, higher education career at community colleges in yeah. Virginia and here in Colorado. And I'm a huge fan of community colleges. Yes. And you're a perfect example. Someone else who people would know is Mae Jemison, the yes. astronaut, started out at community a college. And so um, sometimes people look down on community mm -hmm. colleges and it's seen as, you know, oh, well, you couldn't get in somewhere better. Nope. But it's perfect for some people in their circumstances. Absolutely. And it was the awesome education and affordable, small class sizes. Exactly. So in your situation was awesome for you. Well, and I knew I had to get something. I didn't have time to be in school four years. Mm -hmm. I needed, needed a degree money now. so I could get out <laughs> and yes. start making money. Yes. Um, so that was really the push as, as how I started that way. And again, my aunt always said, go back and get your bachelor's because I'm going to tell you they're going to be requiring a bachelor's. Mm. They're going to want you to have a bachelor's. And I'm like, okay, okay. Uh, now it's master's. Yes. So now they want you to have a master's. Right. <laughs> so um, I just look back on on the progression of that. Mm -hmm. and, and, a, and stepping stones. Yes. It's really been not something I've done all at once, but right. just living life and, and keep taking each milestone mm -hmm. as it comes. And it's really doing what works for you in your yes. life. For me and my situation, going from kindergarten all the way to a PhD without ever stopping, Wow, that's what worked for me because I knew if I stopped, I would you probably would. never go back. <laughs> uh, and so everyone has to really uh, figure out what's going to work for them yes. and not to compare yourself to other people, but to stay on your path and do what works for you. And the other big kick that I'm on lately not everyone needs to even go to college. Absolutely. And there's so many opportunities in the trades. As I had a guest on a few weeks ago, Chet Sisk, uh -huh. uh, who, who's a social futurist and predicts yeah. trends in the next several years. And one thing we're seeing is there's going to be a shortage in the trades, yeah. electricians and, and skilled workers in that regard, where you can go to a community college or a technical school, get a certificate get in a couple of months, yeah. and be out there making a good living mm -hmm. in an area that's really needed. Mm -hmm. So really finding what your path is and sticking to that and knowing God opens those doors yes. when you're walking in your purpose and destiny and you have his favor and yeah. walking in obedience yeah um, then then doors open well and that's why being on the on this job for 26 years has yeah. been nothing like the to think about the years that have gone by but it's it's been a passion and yes. so it's been nothing to be there yes. that long it doesn't feel like no. work most of the time At yeah, all. absolutely that's wonderful <laughs> well let's talk about some of the other challenges that you've faced in your life that you've overcome and you've spoken on my show about that before yeah. you've been um connected with my girlfriend's living room yeah. with sparkle robinson who um, listeners may know from our sister station um on kldc with crawford broadcasting yeah. and so you've done work with them and you've spoken publicly about yeah. um, when you lost your mom yeah. and going through your divorce so talk to our listeners a little bit about um what those challenges did for you mm. how, how, how they affected you and then how you again pressed through wow. persevered through so yet again here in 2013 uh, I was back in a, another most traumatic place uh, where you know in the midst of, of going through a divorce my mom passed suddenly at a very young age was not anticipating it had just seen her on Mother's Day hey how you doing hanging out uh, to somebody making a phone call to me and telling me that she was gone and and I 
could not understand. What I come now to know is that um, God, <laughs> he was the one that I had to cling mm. to. It was like if I didn't cling to him, I, I think I would have been consumed. Um, and it also grew me and matured me to understand. Sometimes when we go through things, we say, well, why me, God? And now I've come to understand what is it that you want from my life now? Mm -hmm. And so that's a place of maturity. And so, but I've done great exploits, Peggy. I mean, I can't tell you since 2013, um, I immediately went here again because I'm a lifelong learner, went into a divorce care class. Mm -hmm. And so I would advocate for any women who have experienced divorce, divorce care um, was a place where I was able to, again, be surrounded by people mm -hmm. who um, had experienced the same thing. So when I went into the class, I'm like, well, no judgment here because right? we're all that's, the same. That's an area where you could feel stigma and shame oh, as well. Boy. And can I say, I just have to interject this because yeah. I forgot about this. <laughs> so... I ran into you uh -huh. at an event at my church. It uh -huh. was a citywide worship conference uh -huh. uh, concert. And you were standing next to someone that I knew uh -huh. vaguely from around the community. And so I went over to greet you and say hello. And you were with R.J. Price. Yes. Who's also connected to Crawford Broadcasting. Uh -huh. ha has been, had a show here in the past. And so I knew him, said hello. And you guys were saying you knew each other from the divorce care class. Yep. Yep. And so um, RJ invited me to be a guest on his radio show. <laughs> and so I agreed. I showed up the day before Thanksgiving wow. and um, didn't know he had a co-host. I just mm -hmm. thought I was going to be on R.J. Price's show. Well, guess who his co-host ended up becoming up my being. husband. <laughs> I love it. And so I have you to thank for that. I, I just thought it. of that, <laughs> that um, had you not gone to that divorce care class, you wouldn't have probably been, been talking next to R.J. Price, <laughs> and I would have been standing, you would have been standing next to someone else. Who I, I might have married their, their co-host. Isn't knows? that something? <laughs> but look at how God orchestrates yes. those things. Sets it up. And so you being proactive to get um, some healing for yourself yes. and to get some support yes. and um, resources made Once all again, the difference for you. running to healing, mm -hmm. running and not running away from it, but God, what do I need to do? And they had said, you know, by the third or fourth class, I remember them saying, you're probably going to quit by then because this gets really hard mm. and most people don't finish. Mm -hmm. And I just remember going home one night and I said, God, I'm going in with you. If you'll help me through this, I have to go through with you. And I made it through. It was a 12-week course. Mm, wow. And it, 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 was not, it was not easy. Um, mm -hmm. And if I had more time, I'd get into the details. But I do have to have advocate you back and talk about that. I was rec recommending someone that just recently yeah. got divorced, oh. recommending that he go through a divorce care class. But a new place of ministry for me. Mm. New place of sharing with folks without the stigma mm -hmm. uh, and without the shame mm -hmm. of divorce. But how do you get up from here Yes, and live your best life? Because that's what God wants for right. us, even in the midst of loss. Absolutely. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so um, I interviewed Stephanie Hancock and um, her daughter-in-law, Shanna Hancock, a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And they're the family of, um, he's being referred to as the Denver Uber driver, mm -hmm. Michael Hancock, yes. who, who um, uh, shot someone while he was driving Uber, a very mm -hmm. tragic, tragic um, situation. And uh, Stephanie was so transparent, as was Shanna, his wife, on the program. And um, I saw a Facebook um live uh, video that mm -hmm. Stephanie posted a couple days ago that really touched my heart. I actually was weeping mm. while watching it. And um, she talked about um, it's not uh, that what we're going through, it's what we're growing through. That's good. And that really uh, touched my heart. It's yeah. not what we go through, yeah. but it's what we grow, grow through. through. 
And uh, many people think they shouldn't go through anything. <laughs> but we're, we're told not to consider it strange when you face trials of many kinds and suffering produces perseverance, yes. perseverance, character, yes. character, hope. So talk about your faith in God through all of this yeah. and um, some of these spiritual lessons that yeah. you've learned. Um, one of the places that the Lord began to walk me through every day, uh, when you talk about chewing on the word of God and, and we don't live by bread alone, by, but by every word that proceeds out of his mouth, uh, he walked me through the Psalms every day. Mm. And it was where I began to really understand the Lord's unfailing love for me, that no matter what I was going through, that he was still, he still loved me because, you know, our, our human experiences would tell us, well, oh, he's going to leave. This is pretty bad. And God, there's some. You don't you you don't be able to handle this. But again, he sent a village of women mm. uh, around me who came in the midst of darkness when I wasn't so pretty. And some days were not good, but they literally would call and check on me and say, hey, did you eat today? Uh, <laughs> because, I mean, that was the place of darkness. And it wasn't a place. Thank God. I never got to a place of suicide. Mm -hmm. But if you talk about just like if you could just snap your fingers and be gone from mm. here, like that was the place that I was in. Mm -hmm. and, and but God would not let me go. And so I just thank him for and now being able to begin where he has birthed wiser the ministry for teen moms okay is that an acronym <laughs> yes yes Take still me. i rise wiser okay y-s-i-r it's actually on my license plates and so now when people ask me they sometimes say yes sir is that yes sir it's no it's wiser it's yes still i rise okay um and so that ministry was birthed out of pain and darkness where I thought, God, you don't want to use me. And I'll never forget sitting in my living room. And he began to speak to me and give me the vision. And I think I met with you and said, and he began to show me women that have birthed ministries and go and sit and talk with them and gain wisdom from them. Um, but that ministry has been birthed to now where I'm sitting on the board. <laughs> tell, tell, tell me. Oh my gosh. Of New Legacy Charter School, which is a, te a, a school for teen moms. Wow. And so God opened that door. I got my letter just a couple weeks oh, ago yeah. where they welcomed me uh, to be a part of you know that's not easy to do you got to tell why you would be a benefit yes what are your skill sets that you offer mm -hmm. uh then they make a vote and so i hadn't heard from them in a while i said oh okay lord i'll just move on if you hadn't opened that door open my email and had the letter from them we are taking you on mm -hmm. we uh, re receive you as one of our board members but that's also the place where i began to do some of the work working with teen moms and groups small groups and really began to uh, go back and get them mm -hmm. and so now my pain is not any it's not shame anymore right. Because now I'm going to go back, and it's purposeful. Now I'm going to go back and tell young ladies, hey, you made a bump. You had a bump in the road, but that doesn't mean life is over. Because mm -hmm. in encountering some of them, these are the things that they hear. You'll never be this. Oh, you had a team. You, you your, can't, yeah, your life you can't go to school. Now. You mm -hmm. can't get a job now. Um, and so all of those things that they begin to hear, I want to get, begin to unwind those things and show them. That's just that's a small bump in the road. Mm -hmm. You got this. Right. <laughs> and it really makes all the difference to see someone who's been where they are. Yes. Who what, hasn't been crushed. Absolutely. You know, has survived and even thrived. I did work uh, at a workforce development center yeah. affiliated with Community College of Aurora a few years ago and had a group of mostly women mm -hmm. would go through this program. Occasionally we'd get men, but they were mostly teen moms. Yes. And, um, you know, mothers who hadn't finished their um, their high school diploma mm -hmm. and were needing their GED, mm -hmm. not to mention job skills and, yes. and help getting a job. And I remember sharing with them a little bit about my background. Yeah. And um, they were saying, uh, did you grow up? You, you mean you grew up like us? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And um, I said, well, you know, I never had a baby, you yeah, know, right. as a teenager, but we had a lot of hardships yes. in my family and my childhood and my life growing up. And yeah, you know, in a lot of ways, I did grow up like you. Yeah. 
And uh, that really, you could just see them light up like, it's wow, possible. it's pos the possibilities, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. That um, you have a similar background, not exactly the same, but Absolutely. you've gone through some things and yet you're still here yes. moving forward. And I think that's the most powerful thing is that they do see someone like them or someone who doesn't make excuses. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and so as, as I've mentored young women, that. well, as I begin to mentor young women, uh, I've helped them understand I'm not here for excuses because I, I don't know, you're talking a different language than me and, and me and my daughter talk about this. You're speaking Chinese when I'm speaking English because for you to tell me that you can't do this or you can't, and what about this and I can't and uh, I don't have daycare, I don't have, and all of those are things yes, that but, I've overcome. I yes, but. Yeah. Yes, but. I'm like, I don't understand what you're saying to me because mm. you can. Mm. And so one of the things the Lord gave me was the hashtag, you can again. Okay. <laughs> you can again. Okay. And so um, I love that about what God has been doing over these years is he'll just plant little seeds of, of inspiration mm -hmm. um, that I can go and share. So that's the place now where, I, it, again, the pain is not shame any longer. Right. It becomes purpose because yes. now you can help others. Beauty for ashes. Absolutely. <laughs> that's where you go. That's great. Well, what would you tell others are the keys to your success in mm. overcoming challenges? If you could condense it down mm. uh, besides hashtag Ooh. you can again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how would you how would you um, explain? Mm. Yeah, this, this is what I attribute my success to. Yeah, I, I'm always going to give God the glory in my life. I mean, I think, you know, until when you go through these kinds of things and you recognize if, if he didn't help you, you wouldn't make it. Um, I often tell the Lord that if he did not, if I lost everything and I still had him, I have everything that I need. I don't think you realize that until you go through those kinds of um, challenges. But I would say certainly holding on to the Lord and his word is what sustained me through. I would say getting a group of folks around you mm -hmm. that God will send. He'll purpose people around you. So getting folks around you that can support and champion you on, help hold your arms up when you're weak. And then third, I would say say once you've come through that go back and get someone else because mm -hmm. your story is not just for you your pain is not just for you it's for someone else mm -hmm. so those three things I would say have been the the things that I've learned just over the years yeah that's great because we do so often see people make it and then it's just about them. Uh, yeah and so I appreciate what you're saying is to share what you've learned yeah not only that you can yeah. again but this is how this is I how you it. and I it. think that's the piece that's often missing that's something I really focus on in my work is yes do something different for a change but this is how, how to do it and so people sometimes need help mm -hmm. with that Absolutely. I mean we all need help in in different areas yeah and so being able to share that my hope for you is um that you write a book I know it. Peggy's pushing me. She's pushing me. I think it would be coming. an inspiring story for many readers. Yes. So I'm going to hold you to that. I'll have yes. you back on when you've written that book. <laughs> uh, Felicia Boyd, thanks so much Thank for you. being my guest on the show today. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Well, <laughs> listeners, thanks for tuning in. I pray this has been an inspiration for you today. My guest has been Felicia Boyd, and I'm Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark, reminding you to live well. We hope you've enjoyed this presentation of Living Well with Dr. Peg. For more information or to contact Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark about her mental health or consulting services, please visit her webpage at drpegradio.com.